0: It would seem at first glance here this morning that Jesus is offering us his disciples a bit of instruction or advice on proper social etiquette, especially when going to big banquets and parties, wedding banquets and such, right? He says, when you're invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit in the place of honor. Why? Because when somebody more important comes and needs to sit in your spot, you're going to be embarrassed. So don't sit there. He says, take the lower place. Why? So that if a higher place happens to open up and you get invited to the head table, everyone will look and say, wow, look how important you are, and they will hold you in esteem. He even gives advice for hosting parties. He's saying, when you're putting together your invite list, do not invite the rich. Do not invite those who can repay you, but invite the poor, the blind, the lame, the crippled, in a word, those who cannot repay you. Jesus is offering us proper social etiquette. Is that all? I sure hope not. Jesus is always doing something more, everyone. This is not proper social etiquette so you and I don't commit party fouls next time. Okay. There's something more here. There's always something more with Jesus. So the question, of course, is what's the more? Without specifically saying it, the word is used, but without specifically exhorting us to do so, the underlying virtue that Jesus is asking us to take on this morning is the virtue of humility, right? The virtue of humility. And it's a foundational virtue in the Christian life. When somebody once asked St. Bernard of Clairvaux a thousand years ago, the great saint from France, Bernard, what are the three greatest virtues? His response, humility, humility, humility. So in light of St. Bernard of Clairvaux's threefold exhortation to be humble, what I want to do this morning is offer just three characteristics about humility that we might oftentimes miss. The first one would be this, I think in order to properly understand the virtue of humility, we need to properly understand its counterpart. What is the opposite of humility? Well, pride, right? And pride is not only the capital sin, it is the capital of the capital sins. And so if pride is the capital of the capital sins, humility, it's opposite, you could actually make the argument is the greatest human virtue we could have. Uh, A lot of the saints call humility the queen of the virtues. So what is pride? I think oftentimes when we think of pride, we equate pride with arrogance, right? We could think of somebody who's on TV. We think of somebody who's, you know, a, a politician type, smarmy type attitude, okay? Pride is much more than just arrogance. So what is pride? The proper Biblical understanding of pride would simply be this. Self-sufficiency. Self-dependency. I need no one else. Certainly don't need God. I'm fine on my own. I don't need your help. I don't need his help. I got this. I built my little kingdom and now I'm gonna just run it. Right? Pride is expressed most fully In any place in our heart where we have self-dependency, self-sufficiency, I can save myself, provide for myself, all those different things. Here's the catch of pride. You can be very poor and still have a lot of pride, right? Because pride is simply self-sufficiency, self-dependency. Now, as I'm saying that, I'm even thinking in my own life, all the places where that's present, right? There are a lot of places where I'm self-sufficient. There's a lot of places where I'm self-dependent. So now it's opposite, humility. What is humility? God-dependent. God-sufficient. That I find my wholeness in Him. I found my dependency in Him. I find my hope in Him. I find my source of happiness and joy in Him. Right? That my life is built on Him and not self. That would be true humility. And by the way, in case you're wondering why I know so much about humility, I happen to be an expert in it. Okay? Just kidding, that was a joke. (laughs) I know it's early. So that'd be the first part about humility. Second aspect about humility. St. Thomas Aquinas defines it as this. Seeing oneself as God sees you I know Aquinas sometimes can get a little wordy, but I think this one I can at least understand. Let me say it again. Humility is seeing yourself, seeing myself as God sees me. Not as the world sees me, not as you see me, not as I see you, but as God sees me. True humility, everyone, is putting on the God lens. And saying that God is the one to whom I render an accounting of my life. God is the one who knows my struggles. God is the one who knows my joys. God is the one who sees everything and knows everything. And when he looks at me through him, his perspective, when God sees me, what does he see? My beloved. My chosen one. The one in whom I am well pleased the one in whom his heart rejoices, the one in whom he delights in. Those are all basic biblical truths about God's perspective towards you, and that becomes a source of true humility that God lends, not the world lends. Now finally, the last characteristic of humility combines those two things. I think oftentimes when we think of somebody who is quote-unquote humble, We think of somebody whose shoulders are a little shrugged, right? We think of somebody who is, oh, poor me. No, poor me. We think of somebody who's maybe a little gloom and doom, not too optimistic. Can't be too optimistic, right? We think of somebody maybe, for those of you who watched Winnie the Pooh, uh, somebody like Eeyore, okay? You know Eeyore, ho-hum. That's not humility. That's something else. So what does humility produce within us? If true humility, everyone, is God sufficiency over self-sufficiency, if true humility is the God lens over the world lens, do you know what fruit that produces in your life and mine? Actually the fruit of confidence. Being confident before the Lord, Not, not proud of course, not arrogant, not hypocritical, not self-righteous, but true humility produces within us a certain level of confidence because my life is in his hands and he takes care of me no matter what. Do you have that level of confidence in your life? Do we have that kind of confidence in our relationship with the Lord? Because humility produces such confidence. Now, I wanna give you a close with an image here this morning that's on my mind this time of year usually. The image comes from um, the morning of September 11th, 2001. Um, Like I said, this fall weather usually makes me think of 9-11. And on that terrible Tuesday morning, as all heck was breaking loose out east, um, the different news agencies were having a hard time keeping up. And some of you might remember being glued to the TV watching as the information came in bit by bit. There's one particular newscast uh, in the middle of the day where the newscaster was on the air live. And in his earpiece, you could tell he received some information because he lost his train of thought. And he broke in and said, everyone, um, we just learned of the origin and destination of one of the planes, the one that hit the North Tower, the first plane hijacked, the first plane that hit the World Trade Center, Tower Number One. We just learned where it was coming from. It was American Airlines Flight 11. And it's the daily transcontinental flight from Boston Logan International Airport to LAX in California. Every single day this flight, would go from Boston to LA, Boston to LA, American Airlines Flight 11. 93 people on board. But what happened when he learned about this flight, you would have thought that his own wife was on the plane or something like that. But then he said this, everyone, I know that flight. I've been on that flight. There are a lot of important people that may have been on that flight. And I remember hearing that and saying, excuse me, excuse me, there may have been some important people on that flight. Oh, you mean like you, people on TV and CEOs and the rich and famous and whoever else, people that live on the coast. What about the moms and dads? What about the grandmas and grandpas? What about the single mom, the college freshman returning to college? What about them? The reason I use that image, everyone, is not to be overly dramatic, but that right there epitomizes for me the spirit of pride. And humility cuts right through all that garbage. Humility cuts right through any kind of razzle-dazzle. And humility gets to true and authentic and sincere faith. I think it's vitally important, everyone, for us to truly have the spirit of humility correctly understood, to be totally God-dependent, to see ourselves as God sees us, and to let that produce incredible fruit, true, honest, humble, childlike faith.